Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is called Cadenza. It was written by Matthew Sanderson, and it's from World War Cthulhu Cold War, and it's from uh, Covert Actions. Matthew Sanderson is our game master, and this is episode four. Our recap will be given by David Gasway as his character, Carl Holden. But before we begin, I would like to share with you that one of our followers, Hank Richardson, sent us a gift of $50 for providing him with such fantastic games. He praises us all as the best storytellers and role players he knows. Uh, well, Hank, we thank you uh, uh, very much, and we think that you are among the kindest and most generous fans that we know. And we hope to continue bringing you entertaining stories for years to come. Once again, thank you, Hank. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. David. Thanks, Tom. Well, uh, the good news is that we had very little difficulty getting into the Dixon Art Gallery. Uh, we weren't ambushed there. We don't think we were caught on camera. Uh, and we have some good intelligence about where the uh, actor formerly known as, uh, well, currently known as Ms. Uzun, is going to be in the morning. She and Dickman apparently are in the process of dismantling the 13th century dome of the Church of Pantocratos Ephemenos uh, because of the beautiful fresco they're in, which they are selling on the black market to someone in Hamburg. Uh, their chartered plane is to leave at 10 a.m. in the morning from the jetty near the gallery. So we have informed Holbrook, I mean, not Holbrook, what's his name? Well, we've informed the base at any rate that uh, that's where she'll be. Yeah, it's Musgrave, thank you. Um, so that uh, if we can't be there, the army can send someone instead, perhaps. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we uh, had a bit of a car accident to having departed the gallery with Parker. Uh, there were, you know, non-trivial injuries for most of us, and we were run off the road by a caravan headed toward the stadium, large vehicles with the many passengers in the pack crammed in the back like cattle. Uh, so before we made it to the signals office, as we were hoping to, since uh, I think there's someone currently there because the 4 p.m. signal was different than the one earlier today, uh, we had to stop off at the infirmary and get patched up. And we also checked in on poor Fredericks, who uh, well, his injuries are more significant than we understood, and we're not even sure that they're not self-inflicted. The fellow seems quite uh, mentally shocked, uh, and he screamed at the window, stop them, but he's not terribly coherent about who or what he has in mind. We also met the fellow who was reported to have seen a snake on the base just around the 1600 single signal, which while it affected nothing in town, caused more havoc on the base. Well, he didn't see a snake. What he saw was the old man that we've already known to vanish in a shed. He saw him playing a cello-like instrument in another shed on the base, 
before he walked through a wall and vanished. We would think Kenneth Hamilton was nuts if we didn't know that there was a small man in a long coat vanishing on the base. Uh, I don't yet know it, but I'm about to discover, in addition, that while we were having the discussion with Hamilton, Longshaw uh, heard another broadcast, perhaps, of our tune when he went to investigate. He found an amorphously shaped large creature with strands or tentacles playing a golden flute-like instrument in a hospital room that connected to another room, to another room, to another room, ad infinitum, all piping away. And that's where things ended. seems like a pretty good response so that will uh, that will definitely be heard throughout the uh, throughout the rooms connecting off this ward i think that i i moved backwards and i hit the other wall and probably slumped down yeah, <laughs> yeah the uh, the doctor with you as well is uh, recoiling uh, in this state of denial uh, not the big river in egypt but definitely uh, just trying to convince himself no no no, nothing in there no 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 and just uh, puts his hands up to his ears and just again moves back with you to the wall is that uh longshaw crying out i'm grabbing my gun and i'm going like i'll be behind morrison yeah yeah guns out (laughs) okay uh seems like everyone rushes into the corridor and goes towards where that room is as you approach you can hear this cacophony of sound that it doesn't seem like it's just one person or one thing playing an instrument there is a whole orchestra that's blaring away in there and yeah give me dex rolls to see if you are unfortunate enough to get there in time to see certain things well uh, it's a fail for me failed regular success success okay well two two of you are spared maybe by the other two being in the way so um gerald and carl can give me a sanity check for seeing uh seeing what's in the room (laughs) nope uh 70 for 64 i believe you said last week that's a d10 uh no it's a d4 oh god uh for particularly what you're seeing here is that it's not the uh, the creature itself, but you're seeing the surroundings. The creature itself has gone uh, by the point that you arrive, but you can see the area around in the room has transformed or is an echo of something or somewhere else, maybe back to where this thing has gone from, where you can see there is a square opening on the far wall that opens up into another uh, cuboid room where there is something amorphous uh, playing something that looks like some kind of instrument that it's blowing into, but with weird arms coming off it. And that then beyond that, there is another um, another window that goes into another cuboid room off into infinity, where each one of these rooms seems to hold a different player of some kind. But these are, well 
creatures that up until this point may well have graced the uh, graced the front covers of some science fiction books or some very weird off the wall artwork but th- these are not beings that you would describe as life or creatures found on earth these are the epitome of alien and this snapshot disappears and the only thing that you're left with is an empty room apart from the square window on the far wall that looks very reminiscent of the opening that would have been in that area that you saw inside that cuboid room. Uh, give me an idea roll if you are not crazy yet. For those that got to the room late as well, or no? Uh, actually, you could, um, you haven't seen that bit, so right. no, so, um, yeah. just just those two who made. Uh, so I, I suppose, yeah, the, the, the two of us that arrive late, we sort of arrive and see the empty room. Yes. Yes, after the fact. We're like, what, 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 what's going on? <laughs> I had an extreme success for my idea role. Yeah. If someone had seen something like that for a prolonged period and got a good view of some of those creatures in those rooms and maybe whatever this amorphous blob was or listened to whatever music it was playing for a longer period, that potentially would have been quite sanity shattering and maybe or sanity eroding shall we say that anything anyone that had then seen that window just because it's a square window in a wall like that could have prompted a bout of something that could resemble ptsd right and one of our initial victims went out a window right or was it off a roof he went out a window yeah and of course, Fredericks is having a hard time with the window as well. Morrison, are you all right? Uh, uh, I mean, he's got his gun leveled at the window, uh, yeah. but with the disappearance, he's he's barely holding it. I, I no, we, I, uh, we got to get Fredericks out of here. Um, hold, I, I don't. What the hell was that? What did you make of it, Gursky Young? I see anything. I I, we, oh God, Longshaw! Let's get you some water. So, are there MPs coming after the scream, or all the MPs are pretty much going around the perimeter of the base? Apart from, there's a few that are going around searching for this old man who keeps being referenced. But there's no one in your immediate area. You are the MPs, as far as everyone around. How's Doctor Monaghan? Uh, he's shaken up. He is still very much going, no, nothing to see here. No, nothing. I put nothing. my hand on his shoulder. You you didn't see anything. No, I didn't. No, no, no one else here saw anything. So, I, I understand. Work is a little stressful. Why don't we take a walk away? Get some uh, yeah, let's, let, let's do that. And he, uh, do you he keep almost any... tries to lead you away quick, as quickly as possible. <laughs> you don't keep any medicinal alcohol on the premises, do you? Um. You know, I'm sure I can find some somewhere. I would pack of smokes too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know what? I think I might have some in my uh, in my drawer, my bottom drawer that I keep hidden behind a few file files. Yeah, I'm, I'm, let me have let me have a check there. Good. I'll get the paper okay. cups. Uh, all right. Yeah. So you're really uh, shaken up. There's a there's an incursion of some kind. Uh, Reddit, can you tell us what you saw at the window, Wraith? 
they don't understand what I saw. It's Have you ever looked through a microscope and seen some small little things that live in a drop of water? Sure. And then you adjust the light, and the light causes a phase shift, and everything becomes blinding. And you see the the flagella and the and the and the, the tentacles and the uh, it it and and it was it was holding something like a like a a flute or an oboe uh but not an oboe and there was a sound and my god all right, all right. So, so you're saying we're, we're we're dealing with some kind of thing some kind of biological thing yeah. all right all right and it, and, and we're doing sound so we might have to be worried about about sound and, that might be a, a something we can cognize of and it, it 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 moved, but not not the way that things move. It Jeez. fourth Somebody dimension. Can have a drink. Yeah, please. We should keep this information God. from permeating out of our group. Obviously, I can most likely talk to the doctor and share his silence. Uh, Morrison makes a point about Fredericks. It, he might be safer. On in a, in a ground floor room with no windows. Uh, I'm a the window out of here too. Yeah, well, yeah. Because yeah. there are other windows. There are other windows that. Yeah. But but Stan, you you said uh, it's the musical thing. Is the is the the station? Is it drawing it here, or is it that it? Or is the old man? I mean, it, nobody described what he was playing as anything that looked like a theremin. But if there's a whole orchestra of things outside the windows, I, I, I don't, I don't think it looked the way that I described it to you. I think that it. It's the way my brain could understand it and barely understand it. There was only and, one that you saw. And yeah, and the sound. Just... What if you're right? What if it's a mating call? Somebody's produced some sound that's called this thing. All of them. Oh, what do you mean? I thought it was only one that I saw. In the other rooms, there were there were other things. I didn't see them as I didn't see them very clearly. They but they were. It just went on and on, like when you face two mirrors to each other. What what's in there now? Are there still other rooms? I'll check. It's there it's clear. Em, there is an empty. Well, it's an empty room, like a private room off the ward, very much like the other room. The other six rooms that are here. If there are curtains, I'm just going to draw them. I'll say, yeah. but but why there? Why would that that room had nothing there? It, uh, it, right, that was it, room. It must four? have traveled into the room through like geometry dimensions, through other realities. Um, Maybe the, the geometry of the the window itself. 
fit matches I've, parameters. I've, I've heard physicists talk about the multiverse, that there are millions of alternate realities right next to one another. Was it through that that it traveled? I don't know. I didn't see what you saw. All I saw was the thing. So, so here, here's what we know. Okay, we, we've we've got this thing, and it was doing something with 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 sound and with music. Okay, we've got we have the number station, which was affecting people that heard it. All right, so something it, we're having something's going on with 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 sounds and and frequencies. So we need to be careful. Okay, about what we hear. You understand what I'm saying? There may be points where we we might want to have to to try to make ourselves not hear things. Yeah, we should get some... Which is why Young and I plugged our ears. I mean, this Holbrook, is... Holbrook's original plan, though, we need to shut that station down. I, I'm kind of with I you there. I don't know. I know it's a, uh, a loss if it shuts down. It's a problem. At this point, it's got to go. Uh, is Wait, is room six on this hallway? Is like yes, Is it on the same line? That's the room with Fredericks in. Do we want to check on Fredericks? I hate yeah. to think that this thing was here for him. Just be careful when you open the door. Yeah, lead the waypoint, man. Wait. Just as you're heading down the uh, down the corridor to room uh, towards room six, uh, the good doctor comes up behind you carrying a uh, half full bottle of whiskey, uh, saying. Yes, I managed to find this. Uh, I say medicinal purposes only. You, under, you understand, but uh, and kind of shakily pours out a few cups if you've got them. Got them handy from the water. Cooler. Yeah, yeah. Right. Here, here, Longshaw. Cheers, Doctor. Just what the doctor ordered, I believe, is the Indeed, expression. Yeah, he just necks the bottle. So, Doctor Monaghan, I'm sure it was just nerves. Once again, people are under a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't want your credibility being questioned at all, would you? Oh, no, de- definitely not. Definitely right. not. Right. Um, he does notice then he kind of looks past you to where uh, Gerald's going. I, um, are you thinking of visiting our patient at the end of the corridor? That yes. was yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, he just shrugs. He's not going to be very talkative. I a, mostly just want to make sure he's still there. Oh, in which case the doctor then uh, called the, the penny drops and he becomes somewhat anxious and goes over to join you and say, yeah, I mean, it, it was sedated last time I checked. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping he's still that way. Yeah. And yes. comes, comes, over to, uh, comes over to join you by the door. And you, you open it up. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of carefully. He's got the gun. Ready. <laughs> and it seems like someone has had a similar kind of idea to yourself with uh, covering that window, that the window at the far end of the room is also uh, closed with the blinds pulled across it. And yet there is a sleeping figure on the bed. Nothing's wrong, Doctor. Phew. He takes another yeah. gulp out of the uh, <laughs> out of the bottle. Right. Um, you're dismissed. You can go back to your office where we can find you. Okay, yeah, I'll um if you if you need me for anything, I'll be uh taking care of things in there and he can cradles the bottle a bit as he uh, as he walks off. With the with a good psychology, I mean, do, do I think he's going to be okay or is this something we should be concerned about? <laughs> you can give me a psychology role. All right. 
Young, put your gun away. Uh, he's still a British That's, that, that's British. a hard, a hard success. Um, he's taken a bit of a hit, right? In terms of, in terms of his sanity, it's not enough to make him permanently insane, okay. but it's something that, with with enough time and recuperation, and probably right. alcohol, he will probably yeah. make at least some some steps towards recovery. All right, just just want to make sure it's not going to be a problem. Yep. So <laughs> good then. Yeah, Long shot, you feeling any more yourself? Yeah. It 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 was like a break in reality. I I find myself I feel like I, I keep waking up every couple of seconds, like waking from a nightmare. But I you're right, it was it was something from another place. Um, I, I can't even give a color to it. It was scintillating, like uh, like when you look into the sun for too long and you get that sort of weird colored halo in your eye. Uh, I uh, I have no way of. I, I can only describe it in impressions. You said you feel like you keep waking up. Uh, yeah, like uh, like I'll be standing here and I'll I'll be thinking, and suddenly I I realize that I am here and I'm standing in this room with you all. It's can can you do a favor and try and notice if there's any changes the next time you do any you changes were, to you were front and center to whatever this is. If we're talking. Uh, cascading uni- right, universal it's... repetitions try and focus if something's changing I, I don't want to scare you you may be loosely tethered to reality I, I was I was unprepared I was completely unprepared uh, had I thought there might be something I would have been at least more wary I was just surprised that's all Stiff upper lip. <laughs> the thing, whatever it is, I guess can manifest wherever it wants to. But why, like you were saying, why why here? Well, the windows that were echoed were all the same shape. I don't know whether that's because they were echoing the room here or there's something inherent. Some kind um, of sacred geometry. Blasphemous. Uh, uh, yeah. We should make it to the number station. I, yes. I agree. In a few hours to try to clear up what's going wrong with that signal. All right. That's Given that idea. that's the tune that the thing at least initially was playing. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I, I just realized something. And I don't know if this makes sense to anybody else, but it, I'm kind of. We saw somebody who had an instrument walk into a shed and then disappear. Right. And then we, we, we all just some of you just ran into a room and saw a thing with an instrument playing the instrument. And we were right behind you, a few seconds behind you. And when we got there, it was gone. Like we didn't see it. What's the common denominator in these situations? The music. 
music and then poof so what is it? it's like like they're they figured out a way to to like like what is it like the go like the golden ratio you know like they've 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 done some sort of like uh hyper math craziness where it's the music is allowing them to go somewhere else I, there's there's an old theory of magic uh i i believe it might be jewish in origin that certain sounds can cause vibrations that could theoretically open doors they believe for instance if you could say the name of god you could affect creation itself uh it's just an idea but what if the music is somehow opening such a gate and why is it that isn't it during a piece of music that the electrical discharge what if that's just a byproduct of the gate what you saw in the room was the gate the the, the multiple universe is all blending together for a moment so are we saying that the this thing you you saw we didn't get a great look at it it didn't have like the remnants of a butler outfit did it i my impression i can't even tell you what shape it was it was generally there but probably not then so why is who is this amorphous guy? yeah who's who's running around and why is he hanging out with blob uh, shapes longshore can give me a psychology role but i'm going to ask for an extreme success on this because you're the only one that saw the thing itself right i got a 46 okay carry on um what i saw is almost incomprehensible that's why my brain is still kind of frying from it but what if given a few moments in time, the thing could affect the way we see it? What if your old man with the cello was in fact this thing in disguise? Cello's kind of shaped just like this. And uh, However, uh, at least as regards Mr. Hamilton, the old gentleman didn't try to appear normal that walked straight into a solid wall and vanished which well, doesn't seem very it's not, surreptitious it's not really an old man it's the way our brains what if the thing okay. that you saw and the tunnel that we looked through what if it's looking for the number station it's trying to join up with the lincoln trapocher but it's not from this plane so it's peering into different spaces what's the piece of music that's playing when the when everything goes haywire the lincolnshire poacher it's an old folk ditty what if we well i said this in the very beginning what if we get a recording of that and play it and see if it calls the thing i don't want to call the thing i want to send the thing packing well, we might be able to trap the thing and then send it packing somehow. I don't know. I don't know how you close an infinite number of windows, but I, my preference would be to uh, assault the number station at a great distance with a bazooka or some such. But there might be something we need to know rather than just burn it all down. Uh, so let's make haste. It's yeah. pretty far across the campus. and Right the I... way down in the southwestern corner. 
but, but before we go, is there anything in this room, any reason why it came here? Could he have whistled the tune? Uh, Fredericks, well, if you go over to have a look at him, he is still sedated. He did not just like it's not like you case of you shake him right. and he wakes up and he whistles a tune or anything like that. There's there's no way he could have whistled anything. He is completely comatose. If if what instrument did you hear? Sure the... Oh, Doctor. Bef before you entered, what yeah. instrument did you think was playing the tune? Um, a flute or okay or something like that. But have, have we harsher. considered? Yeah, is this thing maybe looking? For I think Holbrook, you said that right is maybe oh. it's trying to find this person playing the music, and that's why it is appearing at random windows that have nothing. It's peeking in to go, Hey, old guy, are you no? Okay, and then long, uh, longshore, maybe a little light bulb goes off in your brain. Um, that's what your extreme psychology role was for. Uh, your immediate reaction to this thing when you went in and found this thing playing was to back away. That told it that it well, you were not what it was looking for. That's why it left. This thing is looking for something. It is looking for something. So it, it doesn't, it, 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 it at least it, it doesn't understand or doesn't, or isn't thinking of the concept of it being played right back. So it just hears music and is trying to find out who or what is playing it. I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to believe that it's not an intelligent thing. It, it's like an amoeba looking for its mate. And That's it's looking for the Lincolnshire you, poacher. Thank you, Dr. Longshaw, for some mental images I did not need. <laughs> It, it wants to go like this. No, and, no, that's Dr. Longshot. It's quite all right. No, I, but, and, 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 and its mating call is doo -doo 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 -doo. it's the Lincolnshire poacher. Good God, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that's, I don't think that was a very good rendition. You, I've got, you could I've been, be getting it all hot and bothered. You have no idea, Stan. Gentlemen, I think we just need to roll up our sleeves and go search for evidence. Yeah. Yes. As he does do that, as he does the first couple of the lights around you do suddenly grow brighter and a few of the bulbs pop. Motherfucker. Holy <laughs> shit. Okay, don't do let's, that. Let's get even, to the if station. You're off, even if you're off key, it still does something. Uh, we've been broadcasting that tune for decades. Uh, so it's had ample time to triangulate its origin. Oh, not decades. Maybe it years. wasn't horny before, and now it is. And... Well, All I right. think it came right, from doctor. very far That's... away. Uh, oh, I think. Do you suppose it'll be difficult to requisition a jerry can of kerosene on our way to the number station in case we need to cleanse the place? Not difficult at all. Smash the tape recorder. Uh, we'll see. I mean, if we stop broadcasting, there'll be hell to pay. But if we don't stop broadcasting, it might be worse. I do think, though, that we shouldn't smash it. I think we should bring the tape back to N. So it can be studied. That's a possibility. It's a possibility. Assuming it's a tape and not a thing with a flute. Or a thing with a theremin. 
I, I, gentlemen, I have to, uh, I have to be quiet for a while and think. And, uh, you lead the way. I'll follow. Certainly. So you're you're heading outside, getting uh, getting the jeep or the Land Rover rather, because this is this is British Airbase. They use they use Land Rovers, not jeeps. And then getting a can of something flammable and heading down to the number station. Yes. Okay. In which case, shortest uh, red line on a map, zoop, uh, with a little bump in the middle to go pick up a gas a gas can, and you arrive at the number station, which is this large uh, sail antenna array. So it's a pretty big structure. Um, I think I've shown a picture of it before. Yeah, so you've, you've got this large compound area. It's like a large square slab of concrete with the building itself stood in the middle. And then out of the middle of the building, out of the roof, uh, you have the tower that goes up and then the arms that go off for the actual antenna itself. Uh, there is a little guard hut in the corner, which then allows entrance to that piece of concrete. Uh, besides the guard that's in the in the hut, there is another person with him that's kind of idling around. Um, you can see evidently female, um, slender build, uh, short hair, back in a bob. Uh, smoking a cigarette, she's waiting for you to turn. As waiting for evidently for someone to turn up, and as she sees you approach, uh, she drops the cigarette, or, uh, scrunches it underfoot, uh, pulls her uniform a bit more uh, presentably. I think they call it the Picard maneuver in uh, today's in today's uh, slang, and gives you a a smile as you approach, and then salutes. Ah, gentlemen, you'd be here to uh, to have a look at the station, yes? Yes. yes I was, yeah. I was I was given orders that you'd be uh, that you'd be coming fairly soon, so I've uh, been waiting here for you. I understand the protocol is that uh, no one goes inside until you've had a chance to have a look around. So, uh, it's your salute, so Sergeant Howland, Sergeant Emma, Sergeant Emma Howland. Pleased to meet you. I hope we haven't kept you waiting too long. As you can see, we had a bit of an accident. Oh, uh, well, hopefully nothing serious. I mean, I, I hear there's been uh, gremlins getting through most of the uh, the systems on base for the last few hours. Yes, uh, quite a few technical anomalies. Uh, so um, how is it that you happened to come in so many hours before your shift and find Fredrickson, uh, Fredericks in that state? Right. Uh, she sort of takes, sort of breathes in a little bit, evidently uh, thinking this was going to be a question that was uh, given over to him or giving over to her. Well, uh, we were supposed to be uh, to be meeting up beforehand uh, a little while before he went on shift. Um, he didn't show up, so I went to go and I went to go and see him here to see if everything was okay. I mean, we we play in the um, uh, in the mess. Uh, I play piano accompaniment, and he uh, he plays whatever instrument he really puts his mind to at the, um, that week. Yes, we've heard and, you're both quite talented. Oh, she uh, she smiles at that. Oh, th thank you. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm nowhere near as talented as uh, as Fredericks is, admittedly, but uh, but yeah, he, he was he was late. He'd been almost late for a few performances this this week. 
um, I understand he was busy working on something. So I just wanted to check up how basically how he was and if it was something that was going to get in the way of his shift, whether he was coming down with something. So basically it was just to check in on him. And that's when I found him on the floor. Do you know what sort of project he was uh, busy with? Uh, some some composition. He was saying that he was working on a solo project. Uh, do you know for what instrument he was writing or for a, what group? Uh, I That I don't know. He wasn't busy I, constructing a theremin, though. Well, he'd been playing it, so I know he'd been definitely been playing it. Some of the uh, some of the others that share his um, share his block where his quarters are, uh, they complained to me a couple of times, saying that they um, he they'd been keeping he'd been keeping them up uh, with the uh, the awful racket that he was uh, that he was making. Even a very talented musician has a hard time being tuneful on a theremin, I believe. Not an instrument I could have a grasp. I I just stuck with piano. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you uh, suppose his composition is uh, with his other things uh, in, in his normal barracks? I'd imagine so. It'd be in, in his room. Where do I look um, she, she gives you directions to where that is as well. Um, if you want so she basically put, helps point it out on the map or gives you directions from here. It's on the eastern side of uh, the kind of uh, living quarters area. So it's a separate it's a separate building where there's another three rooms in there. So three, uh, not officers' quarters, but there are three other apartment-like um, rooms set aside in the structure. It was once upon a time a temporary structure. It's just that that temporary was years ago and it's now effectively become permanent. It will happen. Um who else plays with you in Fredericks regularly? Uh, we have a almost like a rotating cast, as it were. There's there's a few people that we see from time to time, but no one that's really a regular uh, slot. I mean, there's depending on what uh, what genre or what uh, style of music's being played. Some people play with us in the jazz band. Uh, some people uh, break out for the blues. Uh, others do more classical or pop. So it's it's just a rotating cycle depending on what type of style we're playing no old guys with uh cellos right um, her eyes kind of narrow at that i heard something that there was the something that came over the radio to be on the lookout for uh, an intruder on the base uh so an old man with a with an instrument case i thought someone was uh, pulling someone's leg to be honest a couple of individual sightings, so there's definitely something afoot. Uh, would you uh, care, uh, Sergeant Allen, to give us a short tour of the place and tell us exactly how you found Fredericks and all that? Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. That's that's kind of why I'm here, and also to to start affecting some of the repairs if you're if you're fine with everything inside. Yeah. yeah. Hey, well, she signs you in. In the you as the group, this is uh, signs you in in the guard hut, and then he promptly shows you through into the compound, and then it's a short walk across this large concrete uh, kind of space of which the whole thing, the whole building sits on, and goes takes you in through the one single door on the outside. Uh, there's a corridor which goes straight ahead with doors that go off to the left and right. 
Uh, she immediately goes for the first door on the right, which is open up, and you can smell the the lingering burnt atmosphere still in here of definitely electrical fire. I mean, it's been put out for for hours, but there's still that lingering kind of acrid smell that uh, hangs heavy in the air. And here you have, this is evidently the control room. There's a series of tape decks down one side. Uh, they're in pairs, so you've got uh, pair one, pair two, and pair three. Pairs two and three are fully burnt out. The tapes that were in each of them have been wrecked entirely. Uh, pair one is still intact and is still operative. Um, you can see there is still power going through to it. Um, a large control bank then sits on the opposite wall where you can see there are various bits of the panelling which have caught fire and then have evidently been hit with the fire extinguisher. Uh, that definitely needs repair. There's a safe in the far corner, and there's also a hatch in the roof where there's a ladder which goes up to it, which is then the access hatch, which would get you out to then examine the area if you wanted to go up close and personal. Yep, she leads you in here and says, well, this is the, the main room. Uh, you can see everything here that needs needs repair work done to it. Um, say, as soon as you give me the all clear, I can start uh, getting the uh, getting the control panel back up and running and then turn my attention towards the tapes and see if I can salvage anything there, which, to be honest, I doubt, but I might be able to salvage some of the hardware. Um, she goes back out into the corridor. Says, uh, the door at the far end, pointing to the far left, uh, that's our backup generator. So that's... Uh, there's a control room inside there, and then there's a separate partition, which then leads you into the generator itself. Uh, we do have a hard line into the base power grid. Um, if that goes, then the backup generator kicks in so that this place always has power. Which points to the doors immediately opposite the control room. So, uh, toilets, if you do need to go in there, there's, uh, there's three cubicles inside. And then across from the uh, generator room, that's our small little mess area. Uh, canteen we've got say assorted teas coffees kettle uh, table it's quite a just a standard place where we can go and relax really a couple of chairs in there nothing nothing really to write home about so if there's any questions uh, you you asked specifically about uh, where frederick's was yes what condition and position and yeah, she she goes in and goes over towards the control bank and oh, positions herself. She takes a little while to think about it. There's, I think he was about here, and then she steps back and kind of tries to do a pose in the air to kind of mimic how he was lying on the ground rather than getting down on the floor herself. But yeah, he was, he was twisted over, um, hands up by his head, which I, I, I took to being that he'd been trying to defend himself from being hit. I mean, there was no sign of any anyone getting in here or any breaking uh, breaking in, uh, no one hiding in the place. So, just going by the sheer evidence was like that it was he'd been, yeah, trying to shelter himself from being from being hit, or from hearing something that's too loud for him. You think? Uh, perhaps, maybe. And that's, that's one thing we have noticed from, I mean, I haven't been able to get in here up until now, but we've been monitoring from other parts of the base. The volume in here on the output has been turned up to max. 
Can we uh, tell that's... if it's... Sorry, go ahead. I will say normally it's it's not cranked up that high. There's no need for it to be cranked up that high. Um, Can you show me the control and if it's still at maximum? Yeah, she, she goes over to the control panel and promptly looks down at a section of panel which is burnt, sighs and goes, well, that's the dial. Um, and indeed, it is turned up to 10. This is not spinal tap. It does not go to 11. Uh, but it is cranked all the way up to 10. She said, I am... I can try and repair that, but until I manage to get that working, then I'm not going to be able to turn it down. Right. Can we tell, is he going like this, or is he going like this? Well, he had his hand, he had his hands and his arms wrapped around his head. I mean, okay. I... Like, like this? I, she kind of shakes, something like that. I mean, I just ran over mm -hmm. to him and tried immediately to tend to him. And I, I, I thought that it was he was trying to protect his head from someone beating him. Right, but I mean, were his ears covered? Um, she thinks about it, and you can see that she's definitely kind of processing back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think think there may have been. Okay. Thank you. Is uh, my understanding, and it's been a bit since we talked about this, is that you record these tapes right you kind of record over them is that correct kind of um she goes over to the two remaining tapes uh tape decks that are still working um she points to the first one and says this is the tape that we received from uh, that we received from sis uh, this is scheduled to be broadcast in a eight hour slot from midnight through until 759 hours and then she points to the first one of the burnt out wreck. So that's when this one takes over. Um, um, she points to the second one, the one that's next to the remaining one that's still operative. This one records the output on the same frequency so that we can then go back at a later stage to see if there's any interference on the same wavelength. So we can monitor to see if there's anything that's getting in the way of the transmissions you know like blocking signals yeah. or other commercial wavelengths etc there's this whole this whole things that can interfere on the on the wavelengths that we use and there's no chance you swapped the two no no she uh, she looks quite stunned at that no no there, there's no there's no way anyone would be able to do that at least definitely not by accident um, if it wasn't by accident? Well, I don't see why, why would anyone would want to swap them. Uh, people can give me a spot hidden roll if you like. Got a regular. Mm -hmm. Waiting on Gursky. Okay, so Holbrook I, and Longshore. I, any, I, any... Mine's, mine's a hard. I was going to say any advance on a regular. So hard from Wraith and Holbrook? Regular. Okay. From Holbrook's perspective, there's something a little bit odd about the central part of the reel on the first bank. So the one that's the outbound signal. Mm -hmm. um, Wraith um, has a look at it a bit closer. There's a section that's been spliced in. It's not the original tape. There's a section that's been spliced into this that's not the original tape. See here, this discoloration. Yeah, oh. she 
she comes over and has a look and she has this genuine look of surprise on her face. Um, doesn't take a psychology role to realize that she is definitely got eyes open wide in surprise at this. And she looks in where you're pointing and nods. Yeah, that, that's that's different. Someone's someone's tampered with this. Yes. Or it was oh. always like that. What, no, no, what no, have no. they done? I, I I would have noticed this. We have to we have to do thorough checks on these before we put them in to make sure there's nothing that's been interfered with. But you can tell this has definitely been spliced in. Can we take this? Do we have a replacement to place in? Um, she definitely does a kind of uh, breathe through the mouth of that kind of plumber's uh, breath. We we can't take this off the air. That's that's the problem. I mean that the best I could do is put an old tape in from the from the safe. Yes, we need to investigate this. We Thanks. we have a strong belief that there are. I don't know exactly. Perhaps I shouldn't say anything at this point. Uh, Let's say I, there's uh, a signal that's going out that isn't what you should have received from the SIS, and we don't know what it is yet. So I think we're much better off maintaining the normal signal with the previous recording than we are sending out whatever this is. Okay, so you're just to make sure, because I'm I don't want to get myself thrown in any hot water here. You're you're happy for me to change this over with one of the old tapes from the safe, yes? Yes. yes. Assuming there's okay. nothing spliced into them as well. Well, we yeah. we can check before <laughs> we, we can put check. it in. <laughs> so, um, she goes over to the safe in the corner, promptly uh, opens it up, and then does a bit of a double take when she pulls out a small box from inside. Uh, this isn't part of the normal equipment here. Which what, she, what do you mean? Um, she opens it. She opens it up. And it's a small splicing kit where there is a length of tape in there with a section missing. Another piece that has been put in there, which matches the, the general colour and tone of the tape that's still in the main recorder. As, well, now we know yeah, someone's put some, put some tape in there and spliced it in using this. No, On listen, we... We need you to keep this under your hat, so to speak, until we finish our investigation. But definitely there's something fishy going on. Are there not old tapes still in there, or is the splicing kit all that's left? Um, she quickly has a look back in. No, no, they're, they're all here. It's just someone's put this in here as, like, maybe they're trying try to hide it. But... Mm. I'm gonna whisper to Longshaw. Maybe they put it in there because they couldn't leave the building. Because they probably teleported like that old man. Maybe they just put it in there until their shift was over. Maybe. I'd like to have a look at the architecture and geometry of this this place. Anything similar to the hospital rooms? Apart from that, it's roughly square. Um, there are no windows here at all. That's one thing that you'll notice is a very stark contrast. There's no way of seeing the outside world once you're in here. Um, but otherwise, there's nothing that's kind of ringing alarm bells or similarities by having a quick cursory look around here. And you kind of poke your head in a few of the other rooms as well. And well, it doesn't take you long to go through the four blocks inside of mm -hmm. here. Uh, no, there's, there's nothing that's really striking any major similarities. 
Got it. Um, Howland does pull out one of the extra, one of the old tapes, and goes over to Real One. Uh, it's not broadcasting at the minute, so the tape is stationary. Um, how it works is that it only broadcasts the length of recording that it needs to, waits until the next hour, and then broadcasts the next few minutes. So it's basically like, stop, right. wait an hour, stop. So she removes it as it's not yeah, currently turning, sets it all up, and it's ready. It's ready to roll with the with an older recording at the next hour. Uh, can we listen to the next uh, the the next outgoing? What would what will play it? Let's see. It's probably going to be six o'clock. Yeah, it's it's about six o'clock. It's come about five something by now. So, yep, she, um, she uh, cranks well, not cranks anything up. Uh, pushes a button and it starts playback. There is the familiar Lincolnshire poacher theme. Uh, then there is a series of letters and numbers which get read out. Nothing good. seems to happen. No theremin, nothing strange. Nothing. But very good. Yes, I think that'll do, Howland. Um, is there a case we can put the... Uh, well, we should actually be careful handling that splicer, fingerprints and such. We should yeah, wrap everything up. Um, I'm, I can, so was Frederick's completely unconscious when you found him, or was he moaning? No, he was he was completely out of it. I was I was actually quite worried about him in the sense that I thought someone they might have been you know you hear someone gets hit hard enough there's there's brain damage. Um, all of you can give me psychology roles. Eight. Oh, pass actually seven. A hundred. I've got a hard. What uh, young is completely. Uh, missing any kind of subtext or any intonation here at all. Uh, but those of you that pass, she is, she goes at a fair length to state why she was uh, worried about him, saying worrying about brain damage and such. But no, you realise that there is that definite twang of that she cares about this guy. Yeah. And that's why she was worried. But she yeah. she realises that she slipped up and then tries to cover her tracks by giving a a more general rationale as to why she would be worried. Right. Uh, Miss, could you give us a moment? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, sure. I'll, uh, I'll just go and check in the uh, generator room. Right. You can put, you can put the kettle on. I'm sure we could all use uh, coffee. She, uh, she kind of raises, raises both <laughs> eyebrows at that. And as, uh, as she goes out of the, uh, out, she goes out of the room. Uh, Fucking waitress, and just uh, wanders off down the corridor. Gentlemen, I keep asking myself, what's the commonality between all of these venues? Somebody has spliced something into this tape for sure, but how do you connect all of these places? They all have electricity, and the girl on the loudspeaker was electrocuted during the signal and the room with the, the hospital room had electricity in it of course what if the thing is traveling somehow through the the wires well again maybe he about... was 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 this gentleman here the one that was on the floor was he electrocuted 
I think the question is more, is he composing something on the theremin that he's then splicing into the official number station tape and broadcasting? And if so, is that because he's an enemy agent or was maybe he was visited by your friend with the strange pipe beforehand? Maybe he's just a jealous musician that wanted his music on there instead of the music itself doesn't matter. If it was even a composition, it was rather avant-garde. Something to consider as well is if he was listening, he might have heard the, we may be saying he brought this thing in, but he may have heard something. He had the volume up to maximum on there. It's possible that he heard something and he spliced it in to play it back and then was waiting a call and response, but he was not expecting the response to be, uh, kind of gestures towards the fire bomb right. that is the thing is he might have accidentally done this to himself i think he i think he is the source if or the conduit was he burned in any way um you saw him in the in the infirmary room he did not look physically injured only bandages on the head none not even bandages on the head yeah, uh, w- uh, and you got it too that they're obviously having an affair. So yes, are we in agreement on that? Yes. <laughs> you know, you start playing music together. You have to get together for rehearsals. Probably the three of them who work here have a somewhat isolated existence from the rest of the base. Anyway, I wouldn't mind taking a a look through his. Uh personal effects now I, i'd love to find a receipt for a splicing kit and tie this up with a ribbon but uh i also wonder we i, I paranoia may be getting the better of me but we still haven't talked with sanford he's not a musician like the others he seems unlikely but it's you know you're uh your fellow compatriots are uh having a little affair in the the booth maybe there's hard feelings morrison's hit on something you can give me an idea role in fact everyone can give me an idea role prompted by something that morrison oh, wait, said maybe i've got a hard yeah same oh, yeah yeah i passed yeah. 54 out of 70 okay so if if morrison's hypothesis holds up here and specifically he said if he'd heard something and was doing a call and response what would someone in his position have done? He would have filed a report to his superiors to say there is something happening. Maybe there's a paper trail that you can find that would substanti- oh. substantiate that. Mm-hmm. That report's got to be somewhere if it exists. Right. We can ask the waitress when she gets back with our coffee. <laughs> that is a British s- sergeant? Please, Dr. Longshaw. <laughs> I didn't start the joke. <laughs> but uh, uh, the British do make the best coffee, so you're in for a treat. I assume tea, rather. putting tea on. Yes. yes, tea rather. Sorry, brain's a little fried. What with the uh, the wonderful aromas we're inhaling from these burnt tape. <laughs> I haven't had a good cup of tea since I had that last box of crane tea from years ago. <laughs> I'd like to look at the electronics. That's a delicacy, Crane T, if you can find it these days. Right. Um, yeah, Young has a go, uh, 
has a look over and casts his eye over the uh, the electrical banks, yeah, they're they're screwed. Okay. Uh, this there's bits of it which still work, but bits of it which also have blatantly caught fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can give me an electrical repair roll to give you an idea of how long you think it would take to fix. Sure thing. Uh, I got a hard. Okay, you think that would probably be somewhere in the region of between one to six hours, maybe depending on how the polyhedral gods fare, uh, fare you. And what was the source? Where did it emanate from? Like an overflow of electricity, of power? You're thinking it's probably a power surge of some kind, but there's no rhyme or reason as to what parts of the equipment have been hit. Uh, but it's definitely a surge of some kind of uncontrolled power that that ripped its way through here. Like the unreasonable electric shock that the fellow had on the airfield and the yeah. various other, as Longshaw noted, electric electrically related. After all, electricity is, uh, you know, on exists uh, as a matter of frequencies on the electromagnetic spectrum. Mm-hmm. And we are dealing with frequencies of various sorts. But it didn't, like, emanate from the reel-to-reels. Apart from it seems to be localised in this room, because mm-hmm. if you have, if you said you'd gone around the building anyway, yep. you didn't notice any other problems with things like the control, the control bank in the generator room. Yeah. And there's nothing well, like the light really switches. To, yeah, there's no, the light switches in the toilets and in the, uh, the kind of little uh, canteen area. They're fine. The lights, the lights are all fine in here. It seems to be localised in this room. This room was the eye of the storm. Got it. And you would say with certainty, Young, that uh, it wasn't an external f- uh, source of heat that caused it, but rather this is consonant, the damage is consonant with it having been fried from within. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Um, there is one of the bits you can see that is still working on the control panel, at least when I say still working, it's not showing any scorch marks around it. Um, there is a so where you could jack in a set of headphones. In fact, there is still a jack in there, so evidently someone was listening to them. Oh. And there is a section where you can get a reel-to-reel tape player set here to listen to separate recordings. So if you wanted to listen to the tape that had been put in slot yeah. one and find what's on that splice, record, uh, splice section, you could do that by setting the tape up here. I think it'd be one of us should... I've survived it a couple of times. I might be tone deaf. I, I, with what we've heard about it possibly drawing this thing, I would highly advise against playing it again. Well, but then especially again, especially on the base with the nuclear weapons, just in case that's uh, slipped our minds. We do need to know, though. We're not going to just wrap this up and send it to Anne and let them work it out. <laughs> Scrawl, do not play next to it. Right. The general area, it's a concrete floor, I assume? Yes. Or a concrete floor. The area that, uh, and it's probably quite spick and span, except for the scorch marks. For the most part. The uh, area where uh, Howland indicated Fredericks had fallen, is there any blood on the floor? None at all. Seems odd that anybody would have cleaned that up. Uh, and of course, you know, an assailant, either the assailant is the old man with the cello who can go through things, or Frederick's injured himself after hearing something like others have, 
I'm going to look around for any place where there might be a mark where he smacked his head against the concrete blocks or something. Okay, you, you have a you have a quick look around. I won't put it down to a roll, uh, but I'd say what you could probably find is there are scuff marks on the floor that would equate to like the heels of his shoes, uh, where as if he was uh, maybe either he slipped or had been kicking on the floor as if in some kind of a spasm, perhaps. But there's no marks of any kind of struggle here. Right. No. Uh, maybe maybe the where the place he injured his head was on the floor, which has obviously been cleaned somewhat. Dr. Yeah. Longshaw, you didn't notice some blood on that flute by any chance, did you? <laughs> Um, I could just I still can't comprehend what I saw but I mean in fear I, I almost collapsed yes if, uh, should if, we join Sergeant Howland and the mess uh, in the pantry and continue our conversation before we send her off or should we listen to the uh additional recording first I, I can hand one of my gun and uh, that way if I start gnashing my teeth and just how about you you listen and I watch you I, I think it's an experiment we should do under strict safety precautions somewhere else I, I do agree I would hate to be stuck with two CIA agents uh, for the rest of this I don't no want offense. to get stuck with the space amoeba. Terrible OPSEC. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as though uh, there's a padded room on the campus with a this, tape machine in it. We're going to have to listen to it here because the equipment's here. Yeah. So there is no other place unless we have this specific equipment somewhere else that can play I, a reel-to-reel tape and have that I, output be on a headphone. What are we expecting to hear? Are we playing something other than the snippet we just took out? Just so I'm clear. Because you'll have to put the snippet back in. Why would we listen to the snippet? We've heard the snippet. It has, we've heard it twice at least. It has uh, negatively affected us both times. Uh, Where on the reel was the edited material relative to what the current rotation of the reel to reel is? It's a few seconds in, or at least. A number of seconds, I won't say a few because that might give you the wrong impression, but it's a number of seconds in to the first broadcast. So you think somewhere beyond the opening musical section, somewhere beyond that. But it's part of the first iteration that would be sent out. So it would be about one minute in one minute past uh, past the hour that this would be going out. So we haven't actually heard this. We've only heard the eight o'clock and the four o'clock i thought it was it, repeated right it would yeah it would okay. correspond oh, the same to, set goes that right case. right yeah all right um in theory you could uh you could find a regular tape player and put this thing into it it doesn't have to be here but if it's a real it's real it's not a it's not a you know a cassette it's not an eight track it's a real to real you just yeah, you just have to find a reel-to-reel player. They're not uncommon. This you you could probably find one elsewhere on the base. They wouldn't be restricted to just here. Maybe the control tower. 
maybe in yeah, Frederick's. That, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, how is that going to look? We're going to have to ask for it, and then no, I, I'll just, I just want, I'll just hear the theremin again, and you know, Gursky, you'll hold my gun, and I, I'm, it's not going to drive me I, mad. I'm not worried about the song on the 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 music on the tape. I'm 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 worried about what will be summoned by. Well, I'll be listening on headphones. I'm not broadcasting it. If it's been done over and over again, us doing it's not going to make a difference. I'll give everyone an idea roll for something uh, for what Longshore just said. Yeah, I'm thinking. Got a heart. Extreme. Extreme. Yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah. For for the hard one. Yeah, they're playing it. In theory, if playing it and you're not broadcasting it, there shouldn't be a problem. The tape that's still in the B, uh, the set two of the well, A1 and A2, that one, that would have the recording of what happened when it was originally broadcast on it. If there was a response, that would be on there. That would oh. be on the one you've got now. Oh, boy. And, and we haven't listened to that. Nope, that's no, still we, in the tape. We haven't heard the midnight broadcast. Let's get that on the reel-to-reel. And maybe we'll hear what Fredericks has to say if he if it was picked up. It's your funeral. Well, and and that's perhaps we'll go. Uh, I I do agree that we shouldn't all be here. Maybe I'll take a uh, Sergeant Howland with us, and we'll uh, check in on the gate for a moment. Oh, why don't you bring up her relationship? I'll make her clam up and not want anything to do with us, sir. Victor, I don't want to ruin people's relationships just because. Well, I don't think Fredericks is going to be very good to date after what's happened to him, unless they get an underground bunker with no windows together and keep him away from musical instruments. I think he's a lost cause. And we can have a polite discussion without the need for blackmail now of just... To... It is an option. Have you heard of For Queen and Country? That works like a charm. Right. Well, we don't have a monarchy. <laughs> You made a point of that. So you are splitting up while you're uh, setting. It sounds like Holbrook setting the uh, the yeah. number two tape up on the on the reel to reel player, while others are going to distract Howland. Uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'm going to watch Holbrook. I'll distract Howland with Morrison in case his for Queen and Country doesn't work. I ask her uh, what injuries she saw on Frederick's head. Because it seems odd that she thinks he got a kosh, but there's no weapon or assailant. And good thinking. Uh, where's Longshore going? Are you staying with the the experiment here, or are you going with uh, going with the other two? I, I, I want to say I'm 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 unnerved by the whole concept. I I uh, before I would have loved to have taken that tape into a facility and soundproof it and play it and see what happens. But at this point, I've seen that thing. I don't want to see it again. I'm going to go out. Oh, so you're in the, in the corridor between the two. All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll stay back then with Stan and Holbrook because we should have more people here than not. Don't be afraid to blackmail Emma, Dr. Longshaw, if the need I'm arises. I'm not going to blackmail anyone for 
And Morrison, um, since you're speaking to the guard, of course, they're, presumably they have made some sort of report about the presumptive attack on Fredericks. We might want to learn where that went as well and right. who's yes. signed what. Good idea. Yes, I'll check in. Okay. So you go along the uh, the corridor. We'll see. We'll do Howland first before we go have a word with the uh, the guard outside. Yeah, um, you can hear the kettle starting to uh, whistle in there, and there's a kind of disgruntled, oh, fucking sergeant, they want me to act like a fucking tea lady. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Um, she hears the footsteps going behind her, though, and at that point, uh, kind of shuts up and puts on her best smile. Yeah, just wait, waiting for it to uh, waiting for it to brew. Sorry. You know the old adage about uh, a watch pot. Yeah. Just, uh, nods nods away to herself. Uh, apologies. So what but, what uh, sort of music do you play? Me, a uh, bit of everything, really. I mean, I, I quite like jazz. That's uh, that's more my thing. Do you have time when you all get together and practice? Yeah, as and when we can. It's, you always need to, as the uh, as the saying goes, practice makes perfect. So I keep my hand in. But I mean, we play most evenings anyway, so we kind of get that practice in by just by sheer amount of just the amount of playing we do. And and who are the other people who play with you? Um, she starts rattling off some names, but no one that you've uh, that you've heard of as up until this point. Uh. How did uh, you said Fredericks? He he obviously has been hit on the back of the head. Now, yeah, I, I, I believe that's just by the sheer way he was laying. It looked like he would have potentially hit hit his head or someone hit his head. How's uh, how's your and his relationship with uh, what's the third member Sanford? Oh yeah. <laughs> She, uh, she does almost like a sigh of relief when you say with Samford rather than just how's your relationship. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, Samford's a, uh, he's a, he's a good officer. He's a, he's a good, very ambitious, uh, ambitious fella. Takes his, takes his work here seriously. I mean, we're, I'd say we're a three fairly good friends between the three of us. Even Fredericks and Sanford. Uh, she kind of ums and ahs, but maybe, maybe there's a little bit of abrasiveness between between the two of them there. But uh, men, <laughs> you know, put two of them in the room together. It's like a po- uh, like magnets of the same uh, the same polarity. They'll just uh, kind of repel each other. Especially they're they're two ambitious folks. They're both both in the same kind of. Uh, area to get career prospects you know how it goes people they'll be you know, trying to climb over each other to get to the next rung of the ladder it's true there is no jealousy there was there um, she genuinely looks a little bit kind of surprised almost as if she hadn't really thought of something like that before um I don't see why there would be. I mean, it's not like Samford's a musician himself. It's not like he's jealous of uh, Fredericks' talent. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. 
Um, where uh, where do you file your reports of the uh, if you heard something? Where does where do you send those? Where does that end up? Uh, they go straight to the top. So they'd go straight to uh, straight to uh, Group Captain Knight. Interesting. Uh, she starts taking tea bags out of the out of the cups and starts to pour in pour in some milk or splashing them in between the between the six cups. Mm. <sighs> we'll, yeah, we'll hang out here for a few minutes. Maybe do a little more light chatting, but uh... try to chat about music. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Kind of music you oh, okay. like, uh, favorite pieces. Gotcha. Yeah, she she mainly start uh, saying talking about jazz. Meanwhile, uh, those of you in the other room, um, Holbrook starts to uh, set the tape up, wheels it right back to the start, hits play, and you hear pretty much what you heard on the plane coming in. That you hear the start with a Lincolnshire poacher, and then there's a series of groupings of music or groupings of blocks of numbers so there's a uh, first block then there's a second block a third block a fourth block then where the fifth block should be there is the theremin's uh, music that plays it's fairly loud but it's not oppressively so then where the sixth block is, you can hear it return to numbers, but there is rapidly growing static that grows and grows and grows, almost to the point where it starts to, to hurt your ears. So yeah, you do indeed have to take the, um, take the earphone away from, you, away from your ear. And once it gets past the uh, ninth block, or the, yeah, once it gets past the eighth block and into the ninth block, the static cuts and then it returns to a normal transmission. He's so stunned he's gone silent. Um, you're muted, yeah. Uh, young. Uh, so there, there is a... It's the same as I heard previously. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. It does appear to be excessively loud in this out recording. So why the uh, 8 a.m. was so overwhelming, uh, not entirely clear still. Uh, after the theremin piece, uh, there is uh, a static buildup that uh, gets louder until it overwhelms all other sound on the recording. Uh, and that lasts, oh, about as long as the as the space between the beginning of the recording and the theremin, and then it is gone. Um, I is there any way we can? Is there are? Do any of these machines have a clock built into them so that we can tell exactly when the electrical fire started? Oh, give me a luck roll. See if there is. Yeah, maybe Indeed some kind is. of log. That's a 50 for 75, so... Okay. Yeah, there'd, there'd be, let's, rather, let's say, a, a clock, but a counter 
that will keep track, which you can then use to marry up against the recording. The electrical fire started. You've got the theremin uh, music that was overlaid on the fifth block. You think the fire started by the seventh block. So you had that, uh, the sixth block of buildup of static, seventh block where it hit, eighth block would have then been outright fire. And that's then when presumably the dial gets t uh, turned up because that, or rather that's when the electrics short out and that's when it's stuck on full power after that. And that corresponds with the static shutting down. So whatever the, the static presumably could have caused the fire here, but that fire also then stopped the signal coming in. Right. So it's it, consonant with Longshaw's theory that uh, the, the thing he saw was being called by this in some way. Did, did switching the dial to max volume stop that signal? I think the, the fact that the, the system burned out stopped the signal. It couldn't broadcast mm -hmm. any longer. Okay. And so the thing was approaching, or an event was approaching, let's say, that uh, so overexcited the wiring that it broke the very system that was calling to it. Well, it's so, not so much broken it, it's locked it in place because it is still broadcasting. Right. So right. do you think that Fredericks turned up the volume to max because it was not as loud at the beginning of the recording when he was listening? Assuming he was listening, because why, why? Why is it turned to max volume? I mean, was right. he trying to hear something that was subtler? Definitely seems to be that he's twisted it at some point. Where that corresponds to, you're not too sure. Right. Well, we should secure the tape. Bring it back with us. Yeah, yeah definitely. Good work. Uh, it was uh, it was fine. I'll take my gun, Gursky. Uh, precautions are reasonable. I wonder what makes some people susceptible and not others. Maybe you're not a virtuoso. It's true. I'm moderately tone deaf, personally. Very curious. I wonder how quickly we can get this back to Anne for more detailed analysis under controlled circumstances. I mean, there are going to be lots of flights leaving. Now that you mentioned about flights, you don't recall a, f a single plane taking off since you've got back on the airbase. Right. Well, I mean, uh, yes, we, while nothing happened in the gallery at four o'clock, they appear to have had quite a number of incidences here. Uh, yeah, I don't know if this damage continues. Well, hopefully there will be no further damage because we've replaced this recording. Uh, we'll have I to pray it's that easy. Midnight. Yeah. Well, I wonder if we should physically be present here at midnight to make sure that nothing... Ooh, it's a good idea. So uh, no old man comes in to put in his copy... That sort of thing, yes. To make sure might... we have eyes on the reel. Yeah, it might require that. Oh, the next time it would go out would be eight o'clock. Oh, we have. All oh, right, we have a nearer one. Unless let me. Unless I've got my numbers wrong. Uh, 
no, no, it would right? be midnight because it'd be yeah. eight o'clock would be halfway through the room. Ah. So yeah. Yeah, n- n- midnight would be the next time that that particular broadcast would be heard, yes. Which would then be 24 hours exactly since it originally went out. Everything went to hell. Good. All right. Shall we have some tea then? Yep. You can all uh, move to, move off to the uh, the little scullery or um, <clears throat> little canteen area. Uh, the tea is okay. It's uh, bog standard. It's nothing particularly extravagant. It's tea. It 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 works. You should have requisitions for that doctor's whiskey. I think. <laughs> I hear that um, this is Howland speaking. Uh, I heard rumor that uh, apparently uh, the group captain keeps a, a bottle in his uh, desk drawer. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't think there's anything wrong with drinking. That's what recreation is, isn't it? Oh, and is there, Holland, is there anything oh, you need me to do, um, or anything you need me to do here, or am I okay to start doing repairs on the on the control bank? Uh, I, I think uh, it's going to take some time. So, uh, if you are ready, Sergeant Howland, and you have everything you need, mm, we hold very on. much appreciated your help. Oh yes, young. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should at least wait until the next recording before we fix things, right? So we can keep things at a constant. I mean, I can continue working on it in between recordings. I mean, they only go out on the hour, so if you want me to to stop while recordings go out, then that's that's not a problem. Okay, I mean, it doesn't look like you'll be able to finish within, you know, four to six hours. It looks like four to six hours of work anyway. Yeah, she she nods in agreement easily. This I'm probably going to be here most of the night, if not longer. And you haven't seen anything like a surge like this on any of this equipment before, have you? Oh, not here. No, no, this is. In fact, the only place I've seen surges otherwise would be on the base that's happened sporadically all day. So with my experience in electrical repair, what would be the consequence of having this all fixed? What would now be operational? Oh, she would be able to, or she or anyone that's in here that would be doing the normal normal job of a radio operator would be able to adjust the volume at which the transmission's going out, would be able to... Uh, in fact, say whether she actually has the transmission going out at all uh, could change the frequency which it goes out. Basically, it's a functional transmitter at that point. Okay. Hmm. I'm just going to note that. Um, yeah. Um, Young, this, uh, this is something for later. Uh, thank you, Howland, uh, unless anyone has anything extra. Um, oh, I was going to ask, uh, Sergeant. Um, did you uh, did you help Fredericks leave, or did paramedics come and take him away? Oh, we had. I ended up having to use the guard hut to call for the uh, the infirmary. We sent an ambulance uh, to pick him up. Then I I rode with him. Uh, oh, well, not with him. Um, I rode over there afterwards after he'd been taken over because I had to stay here do a little bit of firefighting. Uh, preliminary to make sure that nothing, there was no fire left going. Basically locked the place down as best I could and then went over to join him over in the infirmary. Now, if you tried to divorce yourself from any emotion involved in this, but when you were, well, from the moment that you found him, 
the moment that you finally what I say put out the fire, did you see or experience anything that seemed unusual? Electrical sparking, uh, noises. Um, she she evidently seems to concentrate, and she's looking at you a little bit, kind of incredulously, going, "I I don't quite get what you mean, noises." Well, something that you would have thought, you, you might have even thought for a moment and then forgotten or, or just disregarded. Um, the sound of a car horn, the sound of of some strange uh, melody or, or perhaps an electrical charge running along a line or lightning or something like that, anything. She, she kind of gets where you're going with it now, and she thinks. And after after a few minutes, shakes her head. Honestly, okay. nothing. The most the most bizarre thing I can really I can say is the fact that there was this electrical surge in the first place. So, you know, I went. I was around here firefighting and trying to put out fires where I could where I could find them. Where does the power come into this building? Oh, that that I can I can show you. Uh, she leads you back out of the building and back round pretty much from where the main entrance is uh, round to the very far side of the building. And then it's the wall that connects to where the generator room would be. But on the outside, uh, you can see there is a large pipe which comes out and then turns at a 90 degree angle and goes down into the concrete. Uh, this is the main line that connects up to the power grid. Conduit, yes. Um you, and you is need the, an excavator to remove it. Yeah. The generators uh, power the entire station? Uh, just this station, yes. Uh, just the station. But is this is the electricity here connect, connected to the rest of the base? Yes. The, um, she points to the, uh, the main tube. So again, the main line here is, part, is connected to the base power grid. So if there's any problem, presumably on the power grid, Sure. then it would potentially affect here. But the idea is that if there's a cutout, then the main generator inside will take over. Right. Thank you. But I didn't, I didn't hear of any other surges taking place at the same time that we, we experienced the faults inside last night. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for the tea. Yeah, no worries. Um, I'll best get to, uh, best get to work then. Uh, doing what i do best yeah. um I, I did you could you tell uh physically that fredericks was injured well I, I mean i found him on the floor i thought he was injured i mean i'm not right. a, i'm not I'm, I'm not like a medical professional but it seemed like he would just the way he was lying it looked like he'd been attacked and he was unresponsive but you didn't see a you know, head wounds bleed famously. There was nothing that you saw in terms of that. No, no, she she shakes she shakes her head at that. No, I didn't I didn't see any blood. Definitely not. I would have been a, a little freaked out if I think of if, if I'd seen that. So rather than having been assaulted, he may have had an attack or a seizure or something and collapsed into unconsciousness. You don't know that there was any actual external wound. She she raises both her eyebrows. I mean, I. I know he wasn't like an epileptic. He'd never had a fit during all the time I've known him. Uh, were the uh, 
were there was there a set of headphones on the floor near him? Uh, yes, there was. Yeah. And you just tucked them away as you would, you know, any other bit of kit that was out of place. Well, yeah, just threw him out the way so he didn't go. I strangle himself uh, with them, or he didn't get tied up in them. I just, I just threw it out the way and kind of forgot about it. Is it standard that those are already plugged in, or is it something that you have to retrieve from a drawer and then plug in? They'd normally be put away in between broadcasts, but it would be yeah, plugged that's... in. It's one of the places where someone can listen it into the broadcast to make or listen listen into the frequency the broadcast is being transmitted on, yep. to in live time to see if there is any interference on that on that. So frequency. he'd have to deliberately plug it in during his shift. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be left in normally. Yep. And Thank finally, you. where where is his theremin now? I, I imagine in his quarters. I mean, she she re uh, she again she reiterates where that is. It's like go down there, continue mm-hmm. on going down the road, take a left, keep on going. Uh, so, uh, who will be taking the shift at midnight now that things are beginning to settle into normal? Well, it'll probably be me. And uh, well, I've been here. I've been in theory stationed here until you uh, you folks have allowed me to come in here and begin repair work. Um, after that, we'll be just myself and Sanford doing twelve-hour shifts because what's well, obviously without Fredericks, we can't split into eight. So it'll be me until midnight, and then it'll be Sanford for the next twelve hours, and then I'll come back at twelve o'clock the next day. Yes, well, hopefully Fredericks will be back on the job soon, and uh, we can get back to normal. Yeah, I mean, I hope he's okay. Right, I'll, I'll see you. If you need me, I'll be here until midnight, I guess. Very good, Sergeant Helen. Thank you very much. Right, and she shows she shows you out through the through the guard hut. He like sign, uh, the guard signs you out, and you're back with the Land Rover. Off to Frederick's abode yes. and love nest. So. Following along my previous theory about electricity, and you said that the static increased, which would maybe have an aberrant electrical discharge on its way. Um, what if, as I thought, that it's some sort of mindless amoeba? Um, what if it's been accidentally? Accidentally, let's assume everything's an accident. It was accidentally brought here, and now being a wild thing, it just wants to leave, but it doesn't know how, and it's wandering about the base electrocuting people. Certainly well, makes sense with the timing, but what about the old man? Because if it's not the thing and it's looking for him, I was reminded when this was going on, I was trying to figure out if someone had attacked Fredericks. You know, when someone gets marooned on an Island and a ship comes along, I mean, you could just ask politely, but time, maybe you're afraid of being stuck on the Island. Maybe you attack. I'm wondering if somehow Fredericks opened this corridor and someone had been trapped on the other side and they don't want to leave again maybe but if you didn't want to leave wouldn't you just go away 
as far as you can from here? I wonder if he can't. It, it's, it's certainly. I, I, would I think hope. the key is that theremin. I bet you there's yeah. something that it's called. The frequencies are quite mm-hmm. unusual. I'm wondering if the old magical cellist wasn't helping Frederick compose something for theremin. Maybe. Uh-huh. We need to that interview the other the other musicians, I think. Well, uh, yeah, first we're going to ransack his room. <laughs> Okay, yes, so you're, I dri- agree. you're driving over to Frederick's place then. Okay, uh, you arrive there a little after, probably a little after six by this point. So, yeah, cause you've had the recording over there. Da, da. Probably about half six by the time you get to his um, to his barracks, what is to his room, and you find that there's effectively say four rooms as mentioned. You've got two on the ground floor, then a short flight of steps, and then there's two on the second floor. As you arrive, you can hear the sound of smashing and grunting and general yelling coming from one of the apartments. Don't just blindly open the door. Be careful. It's like a job for some MPs. Right. Uh, You you head inside the front door and then down the corridor, you find it's the first apartment on the right, which is uh, the name on uh, on the side of the door does say Frederick's. And someone is in there smashing the place up. And it does sound like someone rather than something. You can hear a go, God, fuck it, God, son of a bitch. We need to get in there now. Bum, bum, yeah. bum, 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 bum. Uh, He's destroying evidence. Let's take it down. Yeah. <laughs> Sanford, stand down. He's, so, yeah, taking, if he's a, gonna, taking a bet. Yeah. If they're if yeah, if they're not answering the door, my first instinct is to see if it's if it's quickly pickable or if it's if this needs to be kicked down. Oh, you don't even need to pick it. The door is actually slightly ajar. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I just you know <laughs> carefully push the door open then. Okay, you uh you go in brave, uh Dr. Briar, Dr. Longshore bravely cowering at the back. Uh, and just dive straight on in. And indeed, there is a man that I believe you've seen his uh, picture already. It's uh, short, uh, short cropped hair and is Samford, uh, who is currently in the process of tearing the room apart. Um, it looks like he's maybe searching for something. But it literally looks like he's been turning the room upside down. Um, you can see that there's... Um, I see Holbrook tried to say something, but I, I saw the mouth move, but didn't hear anything. Stand down, man. Okay. Uh, would someone like to give me either a persuade, intimidate, uh, any skill that would be making him do what you want him to do, Roll? An army sergeant. <laughs> right. Uh, I can spend three to make a regular success. Okay. If you want to spend three luck, no problem. Sure thing. Uh, You stop him just as he has got this case above his head, which he is about to throw down on the floor, which you are fairly sure would be a case that a theremin would be in. Sanford, you are to cease immediately. Set that down gently. Okay. He very much pointedly puts his arms out and puts it down on the bed, the mattress of which he has admittedly already tipped up to one side. And he puts it down with a little drop, but without the, like dropping it from a great height. So you hear it kind of clunk against the, against the bed frame. 
What are you looking for? He is red in the face. I'm 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 sure that the individual that lives in these barracks, uh, uh Sergeant Fredericks, Sergeant or Fred Corporal, I can't remember off the top of my head now. Uh Corporal Fredericks um is currently in the process of the disobeying direct orders and he is breaking regulations. And I'm trying I'm I'm trying to find proof, damn it. There's no one here sees me. Yeah, but I've, I've reported him for what I believe are transgressions before, and I don't believe any official action's been taken. So I, I've had to go into my own hands and f- take this into my own hands and find where this finds any kind of evidence I can. What kind of transgressions? He's in a blatant romantic relationship with another member on the base. I, I'm going to step oh. forward and take the theremin. Okay, uh, you take it. The case is slightly open. Uh, I'll close it up and mm-hmm. hold it, you know. Okay, as, as you hold it, uh, there is a, she- a sheet of paper which uh, dislodges inside and catches b- uh, between where the case comes out. So you've kind of got a corner of a piece of paper stuck out the corner of it. Okay. Do I see anything on the corner that would make me want to pull it all the way out? Um, it's manuscript it. paper. So it's for writing music. Yes. I'm going to open up the case just a little bit and push it back inside. Okay, uh, you get at least a brief glance at it, and it's a bit of a mess. It's handwritten, um, but you can see there is a title on it that, that's scrawled down one side. Condensed into oh. an alien aria. Okay, I'm definitely putting it back in the case and uh, closing the case out. It does not look like music. <laughs> well, it looks like something by PDQ Bach, but uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like math. Um, it looks if, rather nuts. If no one has no objections, I'm going to start cuffing, uh, cuffing Sanford. Things do. Like, this is this is not the time for this petty squabble. I I, I don't want to hear about it. The idea that regardless of reports you had made, that you would allow petty jealousy to cause you to violate the uh, privacy and and quarters of another officer is frankly appalling. He was previously red. Uh, when you mentioned jealousy, he goes like a beetroot. Uh, he's like purple with anger. So that's why I didn't say that until after he'd gotten some cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> and he is cuffed, so he is not going anywhere. No, then you were hoping to find what? Uh, some Billy Doos, uh, a spent condom in the garbage can? What are you after? Anything that could prove that there was a relationship physically going on here, I don't know, photographs, letters, anything that I could use as physical proof so I could ram it in front of Musgrave's nose and or, or Knight's nose and tell them that there is something physically going on rather than having to make anonymous tips to, uh, to the powers that be who evidently don't give a shit that anything is being done that is flouting regulations here. Yes, well, it's evident, not, evidently not about regulations, is it, Sanford? Have you looked outside, Sanford? Are, are, have you been locked in a room the last day? I've been asleep a lot of the time. Why? Well, you can sleep more in the brig, I guess. Good yeah. God, man. There's a time and a place. The Turks are invading. And how is that my concern? Oh, there are rather more important things. How is that your arms. concern? 
that's that's a, we've already made our position on this quite clear. I believe that the, the British government isn't getting involved, so it's not our concern. The base is in the process of attempting to evacuate nuclear weapons, and you have <laughs> you take the opportunity of a man being an infirmary to ransack his room. Very appalling, really. Remember where you are, man. What regulations are you violating? Quite a I'm few not- of them. Well, he's about to say, I'm not violating any, and then he kind of looks around the room that's <laughs> torn apart. Quite a view! Yeah. <laughs> uh, where should we park this mess? I guess we we just drop him off at the brig now and explain. Well, we need to we need to report it to his superior officer. Who is your superior officer? Well, in terms Musgrave of... Every, directly? Because, because I've been... Seconded to SIS, it would be Musgrave and Knight would be my immediate superiors. All right, we'll have a talk as with if, them. As if Musgrave didn't have enough on his on his hands right now. Really ridiculous and unbecoming behavior. Well, we have MPs. We, we do need to talk to uh, tonight if we want that report we saw. Or heard about, rather. Um, or speculate that might exist, yes. Yes, although at this point, uh, I guess I, I don't know about the manuscript paper, so, yeah. Can everyone give me a spot hidden roll? I'm like, I, I might have flashed it at you. Guys. Oh, that's oh, a two, so that's an extreme. Yeah, so, oh, there we go. Two extremes. Did Okay, uh, well, two sounds pretty closer to one. So, um, we'll go with Gursky. Um, you're just looking around and keeping an eye of the general surroundings you look you look out of the window and there is indeed the street outside and there's the other blocks of temporary buildings around here and even though it's fairly dark you see a couple of the street lights here flickering uh, there's a kind of buzz of electricity outside and there's an old guy with a what seems to be like a cello case wandering between two of the buildings on the other side of the road Okay, I'm like, what? The, the only man with the cello case. Look. I'll I'll say to uh, this fellow here. I'll say, uh, you go back to your barracks now and just wait for uh, Musgrave to get there. He looks somewhat stunned, but he will take the cue and get the hell out of here. Still handcuffed, if you yeah. Let correct. Him no, I'm not letting him out because I want to <laughs> run out the door and. Yeah, I'm gonna run this, out. Yeah, we can't yeah. let this cello guy get away again. Even After though the we'll cello guy, walk that's where I'm wall. going. Yeah, we're all going. Okay, so who is left with, uh, with Samford? Well, I having not having been the only person to fail the spot hidden. Um, well, and, I also failed, so I'll go and, with you. Enjoying berating Samford. Yeah, that's probably be the last used. out of the door, at least. One of you says what I say, and I run out with, uh, yeah, because <laughs> I got to say What? What? The other, the other three of you then. So uh, it sounds like Young and Holbrook stay behind, and then the other three run off. Mm-hmm. Um, you can bolt across the road. There's not any traffic coming, so you don't have to worry about stop, look, and, look and listen. You just go right. straight across. And you get to the, uh, the alleyway just as he's going around the corner. And half expecting is the damn uh, damn guy going to vanish again. You get round the corner, and no, he's he's there. He's just walking away from you with this cello or not quite a cello case. It looks slightly smaller, but yeah, he obviously hears you coming, 
You there. Sorry, I, yeah, stop. Stop. Can I can I just take a shot? I mean, no, you can no. if you want. <laughs> I, mean, I kind of want to just take a shot. Stop. Um, uh, he, he he acknowledges that you're there, but it's not like he immediately seems to understand. He kind of turns around in a kind of half confused look on his face as if he doesn't quite understand what you're saying. You can take a shot, Morrison, if you want. You um, have plenty of chance chance yeah. to do so. What's the? Uh, I'd like to do a, a, a called shot. I don't know if they call it that in Call of Cthulhu, but I'd like to try and shoot the case that he's holding. Okay. Yeah, uh, give me give me a fire give me a firearms roll. Um, I'm just going to increase the difficulty rather than sure. penalty. Okay. So I'm going to say you need to get hard success. Okay. British That's military discipline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite a good shot normally. Uh, you know what? I got a bunch of luck back. Yeah, I'll I'll spend the 16 to make that a hard. Okay. The bullet passes straight through, through yeah, the that's case. That's what I thought. <laughs> you you are positive you hit this yeah. thing. But I'm going just a of uh, dust behind him goes up in the air. I'm going to yell out in Greek. Um, Assuming that he's a local Greek old man, I'll say, uh, uh, "Say stop! Who are you?" Uh, he looks at you again, somewhat confused. But then um, he does this kind of gesture and then shakes his head. You're mute. You can't speak. And he makes a kind of gesture as if you've got like a pad and pen. Um, uh, I mean, I, I have one. I, I'll, I'll take it. I take out a pad and pen. I hand like some to, to, to Wraith and I, I write, are you the one looking for the music? I'll see who he is. Uh, he, look, he looks down at it and kind of scratches his, scratches his head. Um, and he starts to write with this very copper plate very flowing handwriting quite quite an old almost victorian kind of uh, style of writing you'd say um but it isn't english that he writes can anyone speak german no german speak polish uh, english Greek and, and russian english. <laughs> well, we could probably that. tell that it is german because it looks german yeah, I mean, it, it begins with uh, musical Velka, and it, it looks like German. German, German. You, you, do have a, you do have a translator. Except he's back out in the, uh, the oh. room with... Holbrook! <laughs> and another thing, Sanford. Holbrook, get out here! Oh, uh, yes. Uh, good God. He's... Tangible? Yeah, and he's written something in it looks like German. You speak German, right? Get over here. Yeah, ich suche das Musik. What he, what he has written is this. Ich suche den, uh, he's looking for the musician who uh, answered Trembra's call. Yes, he's looking for Fredericks. Uh, so, uh, and I'll uh, see, hören kannst you you can hear. 
uh, uh, there is definitely a recognition there that he blatantly understands German, that he, he has a grasp of English, but you don't think it's particularly solid. He'll understand the odd word or two here and there. But speaking to him in German is the easiest way to communicate to him. Uh, so yes, I'll 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 say uh, that the uh, musiker is in the uh, hospital. Uh, what is who is Trunembra? He nods and begins writing. Trunembra is the angel of music. Trunembra searches the universe for masters of their craft that can ensure the demon sultan never wakes. How did you find the musician? How did you know the musician was here? Do you follow Trinembra? Could you hear the, mu the music? Um, and I'm going to open up the case and pull out the sheet music that's in mm. there. Are we say, just going to give him what he wants? I'm not giving it to him. I'm showing it to him. Uh, he he nods and points to the to the uh, to the sheet music. I thought I'd come up with most responses that the the guy could probably need to write down. So in this case, he will start writing down in German, uh, which Holbrook will uh, will be able to translate. Uh, no, I was sent here by Trunembra when the musician did not answer. I have been sent here to find him. Right. Uh, uh, so you play for the demon sultan yourself? There's a kind of grim nod that he gives you. There's, there's a look of melancholy in his face, but yeah, there's, there's a definite nod. And What's that, Morrison? Who's who's the flute? Does he is? Who, oh yeah, d ask him if he, ask me if he knows who plays the who's the flutist is. Yeah. Who or what plays the flute? Was für eine unglaubliche Sache spielt der Flaut? Flute. Not a response I had pre-planned. Um, he would just put others that search for the musician. Right, we uh, we need Wait. to stop them. So if if we take you to the musician, can will the others go away? We're just gonna do this. I I. Do you mean you're more concerned about Frederick's well-being than that of our civilization? You have no he idea writes. what what result is gonna uh, what what consequences. If it stops the planes that need to take off with the nukes from going the consequences are pretty big yes uh, here he says i must meet me common etc young if he doesn't go with him and join the court of azathoth then the demon sultan will not be calmed which i think is a very bad thing yeah for queen and country huh yeah no for sultan and country <laughs> Um, Who's this Sultan guy? Uh, you know, he's a demon that can appear in hospital rooms and drive uh, calm men mad with, at a glance. So, uh, also is causing electrical disturbances. Uh, oh yes, uh, what uh, what? The Eisensee Altaman. What what is your name? My name is Erchzan. My time here is limited. 
and must find the musician. They must answer the call of the angel of music and return with me to the court of Azathoth. Uh, and I think on that bombshell, seeing uh, Longshaw's face, I think that's probably a good moment to end for tonight. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of my favorite Lovecraft stories. Oh, mine so too. <laughs> Our players included David Gasway, Alex Sun, Nathan Decker, Chandos Passos, and myself with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.